Hey guys, so this week we made our debut on 990WBOB.com with our first radio broadcast. It's called Noob Tap Takeover. Here it is. As it was on the radio, I did cut out the commercial. So here you go. Enjoy. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year But I heard it on a podcast Nah, but I heard it on a podcast What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year I don't wanna showboat But I gotta go, bro Got a cooler in the cellar full of Trillium beers Yeah, I'm talking a boatload Never in a million years Would I ever drink a Michelob? Oh no They might have brewed this beer from elephant feces Hmm, what an elegant species and you better get me please Another weird beer Make it real clear Noob said to have it Smooth on the palate but super hoppy The ABV turned loose to choppy The way we drink is a little bit reckless Yes, but I never left fans when He cracking open the cold one From the vault wall to wall Don't spill at all You're listening to the new podcast If you'd like to wait two hours for one growler You come to the right place And if you you need someone to mule your beers, Moe's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach. Now that's commitment, and that's the difference between Ben, Moe, and you. So up your vocabulary and grab a beer, cause this is noobed. Correct. Noob, this is noob. This is noob. Noob, this is noob. This is 990WBOB.com, the home of internet entertainment. From Rhode Island to the world, 990WBOB.com. WBOB.com is an independent free media outlet. Mo, we are live on WBOB 990. Welcome to uh, Noob Tap Takeover. So happy to be here. Feels good. Well, uh, feels great. Just what twenty-eight short weeks, and we yeah. made it to radio airwaves. Now we're in the big time. We have a great show for you tonight here on Noobed Tap Takeover on WBOB nine ninety. Uh, just to explain a little bit about us, we are the hosts of Noobed, which is a critically acclaimed podcast on iTunes. That's how we always describe it ourselves. <laughs> you could find us in a multitude of ways. Uh, just search N E W B D anywhere on the interwebs. You'll find us. Just to go into the show, uh, a little bit how our format works, we do a tap list here. We're going to run down what topics we're talking about on the show, and then we'll just dive right in. That's what we do. Right? That's and not too bad. At that point, I mean, <laughs> take a sip. Wow, that is interesting. Thank you for leaving me hanging there. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't leave you hanging. Our tap list today, uh, we got a great show again. We start off with local releases and what are you drinking, as always, which is a list of what will be in breweries in your area this weekend. It's not available in the liquor store, usually not available in bars with slight exceptions, but we'll go over that. We have a great segment called Beer Beef, where we take some controversial topics from your local beer forums. We kind of go over that. Most of them are combative in nature. But Yep. Uh, Makes we, it a little more interesting that way. We have a great interview tonight with Paul from Black Hat Brew Works. Yes, very excited about him. Uh, great guy, great beer, uh, very local, stuff that you... Uh, you won't see on any shelves, but uh, you should definitely go and get it. Yeah, I can't wait to pick his brain about the stuff that he makes. We have a great segment, the fan favorite weird beer stuff, where we bring you the mm. wackiest, 
weirdest best the best. segment in beer. Uh, it's a story from around the world of something really, really usually usually gross. Yep. Or uh, grotesque yep. or, or something fun in beer. A couple good ones today. And we ended, as always, with Needle in a Haystack. We want you to drink a great beer this weekend. We're going to help you sift through the thousands of bottles at your local liquor store and pick a good one. Yep, got to find that hidden gem. So we'll get right into local releases. Again, this is a list of what's coming out in your area in breweries this weekend. We'll start with our favorite brewery, Mo. It's Treehouse. Treehouse. Um, a little early in the week for them to say what's kind of yeah. coming out, but they do have uh, Eureka on their site, which is a session beer. Yeah. Not sure if that's left over from last week. I think it might be. Or if it's uh, coming up this week. But the real reason I wanted to bring it up and the real exciting thing was last week they had a 90-can limit, yes. which is really, really that's exciting. That's insane. And if you could picture when Mo and I started heading out to breweries, we traveled two hours each way to go to this brewery, wait 90 minutes in line for eight cans. Yes, yeah. I, I don't, we didn't even get a 12-pack, and we wasted basically a whole day. Yeah, it's great I, mean, I won't beer. say wasted because it's Treehouse, so you can't really waste time yeah, at Treehouse. It, it's but. worth it, and, and to bring home a case of green or haze is really something that we've kind of dreamed about for a long time. How do you carry 90 beers out? Uh, like that's when you start getting into like that's four that's four cases of beer. Strategy, almost. Mo. You got to outthink them. If you're yeah. not gonna, you got to outwork them or outthink them. Um, <laughs> uh, next brewery on the list, another big player from Massachusetts is Trillium. Uh, Mo actually had the chance to go up there today. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll get into that. But what they had out, uh, they put out a lineage rye bottle, 750 bottle. You know, I'm a big fan of those. You are. American Wild Saison, which is very exciting. That's good stuff. Uh, they put out a pot and kettle, which is a porter with cold brew coffee. They have Pom Pom, which is their milk stout. Uh, have heard some mixed reviews on that, but either way, it's out if you like it. They put out Puny Pigeon, which is a American pale ale. I believe in the so. Small yeah. Bird series. Correct. And uh, a tad note from Sunday, they had Affogato in their Cellar Sunday, which was a big time uh, favorite stout of ours. I don't know why I didn't go there on Sunday. That was just, I messed up. Well, I mean, they had limited bottles, but tell us a little bit about your trip up there today. Well, I mean, there was nobody there, first and foremost. It was it was in and out. Um, I got some of the day and night. I got some of that barley wine. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to try that. I, again, I heard mixed reviews on that, too. The the coffee and the barley, barley wine, I guess, people weren't, like, huge fans of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think that that's going to trade well, too. So I picked up two four-packs of that. I got two four-packs of the Mosaic Cutting Tiles. Always excited to see Artaic back on the menu. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cutting Tiles back on the menu. Yeah. Um, any combination of hops or – this one has honey in it. Yeah, wild uh, honey uh, with the Mosaic t- mosaic hop, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, any combination of hops and whatever they decide to add to it, Cutting Tiles is, is one of my go-tos. Um, got some Congress Street because why not? Because yeah, Congress Street is Congress Street. State and I did, get, I did get some pom-pom too because I'm excited to try that. Yeah, so moving a little more local to where we are currently, Exeter, Rhode Island. Mm. If you were listening to The Wild Side just before this, I did a little review I was. of a Tilted Barn beer. I heard that. Um, they came out with, again, this is their tap list, I believe, from last week. They had Propagator 11 and 12, which are their experimental series. Oh, yeah. They have Violet, which is an American IPA. Cactus and DDH Cactus. Oh, wow. Good to see them trying new variants of I things. did not see the DDH version on there. Also, Raffi, which is an oatmeal stout from them, and mm. Raffi with vanilla, another variant. Wow. Kind of cool to Stepping see Stepping up their game, maybe? And uh, Boston Beer Benny's 2017 Beer of the Year, chosen one. That's, oh, wow. Can't go wrong with that That's, one. That's uh, some hard hitters there. That is my new favorite beer. Um, going over to Warwick, 
again, closer and closer to where we currently are. I like are. this. I'm, I like what this is I don't is know headed. what you're doing after this, but uh, <laughs> uh, Proclamation put out Process and Progress number 13, which is a DDH with El Dorado hops. I've never had any of this, any, any of these variants. I've never, never had one. Do you know a guy by the name of Joe Ferro? I've heard him mentioned before. I don't know where, though. I saw he had a can of this earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah they yeah. also put out their Bros Oatmeal Stout, which is Phenomenal. huge on all, the, uh, on all the forums, and Pallet Fortress. Ooh, one I haven't had that one either. We mentioned on the, uh, Why, what time are they open till? Uh, I'm not sure today, but it's a it's a Belgian ale mm. also. So a little clovey, a little little hoppy. Should go get some of that. Yeah. Long Live in Providence put out uh, Better Things in Kansas this weekend, which was a double IPA we got a chance to try recently. That's a goodie. All Seeing Eye, which was a great double IPA they do. Corpse Paint, which I learned just before the show, not a black IPA, but an IPA that's black. Yeah, and for some reason there's a difference there. Yeah. Because apparently this one's fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Fluffy and juicy? Juicy and fluffy. See, yeah, I've never is... heard those words used to describe a black IPA. Have you? Non-descriptive from, well, uh, from a black IPA, but you never know. They're trying to do different things. Hey, props to them. And Vanilla Wallaby they had on tap as well, which is a great stout. Uh, moving a little more north, and I promise we'll be through these here soon. Well, we don't always speak about local breweries, but... You know, we wanted to start out on a, on a high note. Let's do it. We have Bissell Brothers up in Portland, Maine, if anyone's making the trek up there this weekend. They put out Big Small World on Wednesday. They're going to have Substance on Thursday, which is their staple IPA. Here's to Feeling Good All the Time on Friday, which is their newest double IPA. And Sigil 2, which is kind of a mystery beer. They put out Sigil 1 a while ago. It was a barrel-aged oatmeal stout. I don't know what they're going to do for Sigil 2. They didn't have anything listed as a description. But That's their new experimental series? Um, I think it's a barrel series for okay. them. Uh, probably a barrel style would be my, my main guess. Heading out west to Vermont to finish up, we have Alchemist. Uh, they're putting out some staples, Focal Banger and Hetty Topper, as always. They'll have Beelzebub, which is an imperial stout, Elena and IPA, and El Jefe, which is, again, a dark <laughs> IPA. Can you believe that? El Jefe. Is that what it is? El Jefe. It's a it's a soft J. Yeah, it's a soft J, like yogging. I think I think I can solve <laughs> the whole Jefe Jefe situation. <laughs> uh, Hill Farmstead again to end it uh, on a high note here. Very high. Uh, they have fresh cans of Society and Solitude Number no. Eight, which is brewed with Simcoe, Citra, and Mosaic, and they also have a bottle release of Beyond Good and Evil, which is a BBA Maple Imperial Stout. Oh damn! Yeah, sounds really good. And uh, so Ooh. that's what's going on locally in your breweries this weekend. If you have a chance to get out there and get to the brewery, uh, that is what you have in store. Those are the big hitters. There's obviously a bunch of little breweries that we will go into further oh, yeah. in some different shows. But, Mo, since it is the new year, I did want to ask you if you had any New Year's resolutions as far as beer goes this year. Do you have any brewers you want to get to, any white whales you want to chase down, anything you want to cut back on i mean you know i'm just asking oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, geez in the new year um with a baby now i don't know i think i just i'm excited to take her to her first brewery yeah that's i think exciting. if if there's a new year's resolution that is it yeah i mean i i want to take my newborn to a brewery yeah i'd and like I, to uh i'd like to cut down on buying <clears throat> as much beer as i do i feel like a lot of the new releases that come out here, you know, you get caught up in buying every single release, and they're really not all good. Yeah, that's true. I feel I, like chasing quality over quantity is probably a bigger thing for yeah, me in the new year. It's, but it's hard to tell which is good and which isn't. Yeah. You don't know. 
what are you drinking tonight, Mo, by the way? Um, I got covered in puppies. I'm going uh, a Trillium. It was a Christmas present. Uh, this is the Omnipolo uh, collaboration. Double IPA, 8.2%. Juicy like a Trillium should be. Um, this is this is a goodie. I and do I, love uh, I love me some Omnipolo. Yeah. And that's that's a great shelf beer. Yeah, great As beer like, from overseas. They yep. do a lot of brewing locally with Dorchester Brewing. And... Um, they do a lot of things here with Trillium. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is – explain where they got the name for <laughs> Puppies. So I guess they were uh, – the, the owner of Trillium was uh, overseas visiting with Omnipolo, and I guess he found a picture of David Hasselhoff uh, where the puppies were strategically covering a naked body um, so that, you know, you don't see the good bits. And he just thought that was hilarious, A, that they had a picture of David Hasselhoff, and B, that, you know, he was covered in puppies just in general. Um, so that's that's what he decided to name his collaboration with Omnipolo. Nice. Covered in puppies, man. Again, guys, thank you for tuning in to Noobed Tap Takeover on WBOB 990. Have a great show coming up for you. We're going into Beer Beef coming up. We still have the interview with Paul from Black Hat Brewing. We have weird beer stuff and still needle in a haystack. We Tons have a of ton things. of good stuff. Tons of things, but got to go to commercial for a minute. Here. Yeah, we got to pay the bills. Got to do it. So uh, we'll be back here shortly. Welcome back to Noob Tap Takeover here on WBOB 990. We have a great show for you today. Still coming up, we have that interview with Paul from Black Hat Brew Works. Moments away. Yeah, we still have weird beer stuff, but before we get into that, Mo, we got to address some beer beef. Yeah, we got to talk. We got to <laughs> talk. There's some real beer beef. We got to clear the air here. We got to talk about some things. Yeah, so if you would, I'm going to set the stage for the yeah, first for one it. here, and then I want you to interject and let me know okay. a little bit about what you think about this. Yeah, sure. Uh, so this first one's called Living in a Dystopian State. Okay, there's a brewery <laughs> called Dystopian State in downtown Tacoma, Washington. They're in the theater district. Beautiful area, Mark. I've heard. I've heard <laughs> great things about it. And uh, this beer, this this beer beef, this beer drama really started when a, a customer, let's call him Jim. I yep. don't know his actual name. It's not really important to the story. Nope. He went to their brewery, tried their beer. He tagged himself at the brewery, and he commented, not very nice. Uh, not yeah. a very nice post. The quote was actually, only beer I have ever spit back in the glass. That's harsh. It's harsh, but it's really not what... Yeah, that's not that bad. It's not what should lead to the following. So the brewer's wife came to the defense on this comment. Right there, you have a big, big error. Uh, the brewer's wife came to the defense with quotes like, you can't handle real beer. Yeah. Uh, you man. must like a shitload of extract in your beer. Okay. Which, uh, yeah. little corny, little corny. Little bit. You know, should have subsided, but he came back with a couple jabby remarks, and then the head brewer, Shane, jumped in. Real nice guy, from what I understand. <laughs> but he jumped in with a one-on-one -on -one direct message on Facebook and attacked this guy with homophobic slurs, threatening actual physical harm to this man, defending the honor of his beer. Really, really a dicey, <laughs> dicey uh, objective. I would, I would say so. Uh, this got back to ownership. Shane, in turn, had to had to issue a public apology, and he was dismissed from his duties at the brewery. Unfortunately for the brewery, it didn't stop there. It did As not. you'd expect in this day and age, it didn't. Nope. Uh, that brewery has picked up many forums across the country, and they were uh, bombarded with messages on Facebook. Poor reviews led to them deleting their Facebook and social media accounts. 
unfortunately, didn't stop there. Nope, that's not going to stop it either. A multitude of people picked this up again in breweries and started ranking their beer 0.25 on Untapped, which is a popular page that we use, mm-hmm. to rate their beer, saying uh, various snarky remarks like they can taste the hate in the beer. Yep, yep. And uh, there's something just off about spitting it back into the glass and... The beer tastes a little homophobic for me. Uh, things like that. Since then, Untap has suspended all check-ins for their beer. That's probably a good idea. So this beer is pretty much off the map. And uh, the irony of the matter for me is that a dystopian state is actually a community or society that is undesirable <laughs> or frightening. I, the irony was not lost on me either. Really, really describes this beer. So, Mo, let me know a little bit. About what you think about the situation, how how do you think Dystopian should have handled this uh, better, if you would, Dude, or if they should have handled it the, exactly how you the like? first the first rule of social media is do not attack your customer base. Yeah, they, it's usually a good strategy. They spend their dollars in your restaurant, your brewery, your whatever your business is. Why are you attacking them? They're not going to like everything you do. If yeah. you think that they're going to, you're crazy. Yeah, they're not going to like everything. And you, we've seen this a couple times now. Um, these breweries, these these brewers, just getting offended um, and and taking it as a personal attack. You gotta you gotta let it go, man. Not every beer is gonna be a home run. Uh, you know, it's not always rainbows and sunshine and all that good stuff. You gotta take the bad too. It's just constructive criticism, man. Yeah, and really, if you take everyone's opinion individually as a single you're really not going to have a great you would uh, never make a beer no i mean you shouldn't read about what people say about you i would go to the untapped page see what your overall rating is and that's probably what your beer is Mm -hmm. um just just on that note if you want to check out what me and mo are rating beers at untapped i'm at treehouse benny he is moses malone Mm. we drink Um, the good stuff so follow us for you know for all the best beers you can find yeah so if you're in tacoma washington you want to check out dystopian state i heard there's no line at all <laughs> I mean, I personally would try them, but I mean, you can't hold, you can't say that the beer is is shit just because of one guy. Well, obviously, you know, I mean, that guy obviously he flew off the handle a little bit, but you know, I, I'm sure that beer is actually pretty decent. Maybe that beer was just, you know, it was a dud. Yeah, when you search it, it does say best brewery in Tacoma. Wow, well, probably really? probably an overstatement at this point. It, is but, there another brewery in Tacoma? Speaking of short lines, okay, our next topic today is a stroll through Treehouse. Mo, if you would set the stage for this. Yeah, so I don't know if anybody saw, and I'm assuming by the lines you did, um, Very Green was a release from Treehouse last week. Yeah. So obviously anytime, it was a silent release too, but anytime they do a Very, anytime they do a Native or, you know, God forbid, Good Morning or something like that, these lines get absurd. You got people bringing their dogs, you got... All kinds of nonsense going on. Two-hour lines. I like how you slide in the people bringing their dogs. I like hate the dog thing. thing. But anyways, <laughs> I just had to do it. Um, there was this one guy who brought a, a newborn, as I as I spoke about in the last segment. Yeah. However, it was, what, negative 8, negative 12, something stupid. It was brisk. Yes, it was brisk. And a lot of wind. Uh, he had this baby, uh, by all reports, not bundled up, didn't have a hat, didn't have gloves on. Um, and he caught some flack from some dudes in line who, you know, let's be honest, were probably overstepping a little bit. Yeah, everyone's a perfect parent, right? When exactly. Kid. But they told the guy, and, and this is from their their report on Facebook, they told the guy, go sit in the car with the baby. We'll hold your place in line. Yeah. Come back when we're inside. Bring the baby inside. Get your beer. Go home. Guy apparently didn't like that too much. 
So they started like beefing back and forth a little bit. And eventually the guys who had offered him that to begin with said, you know what, you're not getting any beer then. I don't know how they controlled the amount of beer that this guy got. Yeah. But in any case, the guy just left. Yeah. Further, um, you know. I don't understand, but. First of all, you don't interject on a, on a parent, a parent uh, child moment like that. You don't ruin bonding time like that. Could that could have been his first. <laughs> it probably was. You know. You know? His and first, you ruined that. At least his first trip in negative negative degrees. 100%. I mean, he's going to be better for that. Or she. She could be better for you that. you got to build well. up a tolerance to this. We live in New England. Yeah. And now now that kid has to go home. It probably cried the entire way home because it didn't get any treehouse. 100% cried the whole time. Didn't get any treehouse. No treehouse. I mean, it's basically drinking craft shelfers at this point. Yeah. And that's not the life you want to leave. If anything, that's child abuse. It might be considered child that's abuse. That's not fair. That's not fair to that child. It's and not. I think it's out of place for those people to say anything. But, you know, they uh, they were very opinionated on the subject. So, you know, the guy ended up leaving. Didn't get his very green. Uh, you know, maybe somebody else got it. Maybe yeah. those guys were just trying to get him out of line so they could move up a spot. Probably. Probably. I don't know. Um, and that is our second topic. Our last and final topic in beer beef today. I love this one. Is uh, milk's favorite cookie? If you would oh, allow me to it. set the stage of oh, this go again, go for it, please. Uh, a local brewery, Henry and Franz in West Boylston, Mass. I know we Ooh, were okay. uh, we were. Arguing I thought maybe over it was Cambridge, was. but Henry and Franz, an owner of them, uh, an owner of Henry and Franz, is in the uh, Rhode Island Beer Group. And uh, they bought a hundred bags of Oreos from a local Walmart and made a fun post of, and about the cashier being unimpressed. Yep. Which was really a harmless post. Uh, it it took off on on one of the craft beer floors, not negatively, but just in a in a regular way. And uh, he purchased these to make a clone of a beer, a popular beer from the Vale in Virginia Correct. called Hornswoggle. They did an Oreo variant, and he was sent an email privately from a local grocer about how they were disgusted that he was buying a bulk from a big box store yeah. is Oreos. Unbelievable. I, he, and he comments, too, that if he wanted to buy local, he would have had to gone to literally probably 25, 30 stores to get the amount of Oreos that he needed, and he still needed more. Yeah, really, really, so, this grocer was a little out of line. Uh, but I just don't understand. Uh, in, in the grocer's defense, though, he says, you know, you make remarks about InBev all the time. You should take a look in the mirror as to not buy bulk. But Oh, my God. So go into this local store. This is what I said. Go into the local store and say, I need 100 bags of Oreos. Yeah. And watch what they say because yeah. they're going to say, no, I can't do that. Yeah. I then, can have them for you next week. And then you're going to be driving around looking like a madman, and you got people waiting for your, your special beer. Yeah, your critically acclaimed clone Oreo Stout. You need it now. And uh, I'm looking forward to a Henry and Friends. If you can send one over to the show, we'll try That'd it. be greatly appreciated, quality control. We will denounce all local grocers that you didn't buy from. Not, exactly. Not really a big deal. We're with Henry and Friend on this one. Yes, we by are. By the way. I stand 100%. So that is Beer Beef. We still have a great show for you coming up. We got the interview with Paul from Black Hat. Coming and, of up. course, the wacky, weird beer stuff. So stay tuned. WBOB 990 Noob Tap Takeover. Boom. are back uh noob tap takeover wbob 990 our world premiere radio show how do you I've, think we're doing so far i am having a blast <laughs> yeah. this is a lot of fun you do seem like you're having a i'm blast. not gonna lie uh we have paul from black hat brewers coming up here on the line but before he gets here i thought we'd go over a nice informational word in a segment we call vocabulary yep uh fan favorite critically acclaimed whatever you want to call it this is uh this is a great segment for us 
Yeah, so we do have uh, we have a great word for you. The word is kvass, Mo. Can you spell that? Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, I would ask for uh, a sentence, but I'm just going to go for it. Uh, K-V-A-S-S. Uh, that is incorrect. It's uh, one S, Mo. K-V-A-S. Eh, I went for it. Uh, kvass is actually, it's not a learning word like we usually do on vocabulary. It's actually a staple beer for Russia and Eastern Europeans. Uh, its origins go back to 989 A.D., believe it or not. That's an old brewery. That's older than Wine Stefani, which you led me astray yes. the other. Um, well, its recipe is a hearty black or brown rye bread. It's left to ferment naturally with water, yeast, and other add-ins. Uh, those add-ins include uh, raisins, but they do vary from family to family, town to town, making each barrel unique. Interesting. Unique and tangy in its own right. And speaking of unique and tangy, we have Paul from Black Hat <laughs> Brew Works. Paul, how you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Oh, we're living the dream over here, Paul. How's uh, how's the beer world treating you? Oh, it's fantastic, guys. The uh, the, uh, the the craft beer uh, movement here in Massachusetts is fantastic. Well, Paul, you're now a part of history. You're the first uh, noob tap takeover guest uh, live on air, so... Hopefully you can live up to those standards. All right, all right, let's do it. So, right. so how did you get into brewing your own beer? Let's just jump right into it, man. How long has Black Hat been open? What have you been doing? Uh, Black Hat's been open for just over two years. Uh, we had our anniversary on uh, Black Hat Friday, uh, just after Thanksgiving. Nice. But um, uh, my brother and I started brewing together at a brew on premises in Shrewsbury uh, called Deja Brew. Uh, you know, more than a decade ago, and uh, it became a fun, fun thing we did with a bunch of coworkers. Um, did it for a couple of years there. Kind of enjoyed what we were doing. Wanted to take it the next step. Jumped into all grain brewing. Uh, got kicked out of the house really quick. <laughs> so we uh, we had to construct a, a a shed out back in my brother's uh, backyard and and make a makeshift brewery out of it. We did that for a few years. Um. You know, kind of an, an opportunity knock for us uh, where we had a good opportunity and we decided to take the leap. And, uh, Paul, when did you kind of realize that there was a demand for your beer and you, you guys kind of had what it took to open up a brewery? Um, well, like I say, we, we were brewing in the shed for a while. Uh, we were brewing for buddies. We were passing beer out to people. We were, you know, brewing beer for people's parties. So, you know, we were trying to get as much feedback as we could, um, you know, doing what we were doing and, trying to keep it consistent and uh, we just kind of based it off that we ended up with um you know about nine solid recipes uh before we actually moved into the the, the real brewery and uh and opened up shop so where did you come up with the name black hat and uh did you play around with any other names kind of leading up to that name oh man it's um <laughs> we had uh we had pages uh, pages and pages, names, everything you can think of to do with towns and history and brewing, science. And um, At the end of the day, I've, I've worn a black hat since high school, and one of the names <laughs> on the page was Black Hat. And we kind of paired it with a bunch of endings, Brewing Company, Brew Works. Yeah. Um, and the two kind of fit and made the top five. Uh, we, we put it in a panel and uh, it ended up being the winner. Sometimes, you um, know, sometimes the answer's right there in front of you or <laughs> on your head, as you might say. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it ended up 
just being pretty simple. Um, we got an awesome friend, um, uh, Mark at MB Graphics, who came up with our logo to go along with that, with the guy in the top hat, you know, with the mustache and the monocle. <laughs> uh, you know, put some hops and barley around them, and hey, presto, we had a logo. You know, we had a name. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, that's it ended awesome. up being that simple. That's awesome, man. Come to think of it now, every time I've seen you, you have been wearing a black hat, so that does actually make sense now that I think about it. Um, we're gonna yeah, we uh, we try, right? <laughs> we're going to jump into the next segment here. Uh, we got a four-pack of questions for you. This is something we like doing with our guests. We're going to ask you two beer-related questions and then two non-beer-related questions. You ready to go? All right, let's do it. All right, what's your favorite hop to work with and why? Um, wow. So many good hops, right? Everybody loves the New England IPAs. Yeah. Um, I kind of go back probably a little old school. Uh, I'm a Simcoe guy. Nice. Uh, it's a nice dual purpose hop. Good for bittering, good for flavoring, aroma, but it's got a nice, janky, um, you know, hoppy backbone to it. I think it's a, it's a classic. It'll never go away. Nice. That's great. That's great. We know you have a lot of friends in the, uh, the beer world. Obviously you've done some work in the past with Bog Iron and uh yeah breweries of the like what is your favorite brewery in new england um man that's 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 another tough one right i think there's over 150 now in the state um the bog iron guys are awesome like you say we 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 work pretty closely with them and they kind of share the same philosophy we do with making beers that you know are a little bit different but um if I, if I was to go old school, um, Cambridge Brewing Company, Ooh. Um, they've been around almost 30 years. Nice. Uh, Will Myers is one of the guys that I've looked up to for a long time. He's a great brewer. Oh, so you're really kind of like an old school guy is the vibe that I'm getting here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Black Hat, we love our IPAs and everything, but, you know, we, we do a lot of stouts. We do a lot of Belgian styles. Yeah. Um, you do a lot of, like, different styles, I've noticed, that not a lot of people are doing, which I thought was really cool. That's what we have fun doing, right? Yeah, of course. Um, here's the non-beer-related questions. These, you know, these are staples as part of every interview that we do. Um, I'm gonna let Ben ask the question that I know he wants to ask. Yeah, the most so, important one. Yeah, the first, the first question is, what's your favorite drink that is not <laughs> beer? Oh, not beer. Um, Hard to pick, I know. Uh, if it was if not alcohol-related, I'd have to go for coffee. Um, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a coffee guy uh, through and through. Um, we're pretty lucky. we got a local roastery in, in Bridgewater, Mike Shays. They do all of our uh, coffee for our stouts, but they also do all of our personal coffee, too. So um, we're pretty lucky to have that close by. My wife, shout out to Jess, friend of the show, uh, actually went to school with Mike Shea. So Take a drink. Small world. It's, it's awesome, right? Uh, they just came out with, uh, we did a collab with them. It came out with a Black Hat Doc Roast. Um, that sounds phenomenal. So they're, they're, yeah, they're a pretty up-and-coming company. They're nice. All right, Ben. Have at it. Paul, this is a question everyone uh, in our audience has been waiting to hear. Are you a, uh, right, dog, drum roll. <laughs> a dog person or a cat person? Come on. Oh, got to go dogs. Come yeah, on. No way. Got to go, gotta go, gotta go dogs. The, you know, the, the cats are cool, but, um, Clean you know, our, ca- our tap room's dog-friendly. Um, of course it is. Yeah. You know. We love the dogs. It's, it's actually it's actually funny, kind of like the coffee. 
we're partnering up with a local pet food uh, manufacturer oh, called Wolfie beautiful. Biscuits. It's a beautiful thing. And they're going to start making dog treats out of our spent grains. So. Oh, all right. That, I mean, that's cool. That's people helping people. I can we, appreciate that. We, 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 we love the dogs, right? Yeah. yeah. Are they going to make cat biscuits, do you know? <laughs> Are they going to make any cat biscuits out of that? Uh, you know what? I believe that she does make cat treats as well. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, I took I, it. I had the win, and I just I'll take right that as like the... a tiny victory there. <laughs> so what do you uh, what do you got coming up? You got any uh, any events? Any news you want to share with uh, with the listeners? Any cool releases coming out? Anything you got cooking? You want to talk about? Uh, you know what? We just we just slammed through our busy season with our anniversary and, and the holidays. Oh yeah. Um, you know we're we're doing a few cool beer dinners with some some of the different draft accounts we're in. Nice. Um, you know, we're just we're trying to do some fun stuff. We're in the um, in the beginning of our third expansion, wow. so we're going to be adding adding some more capacity to Black Hat, and um, we're hoping in the future to have some some packaged products out in some of the local stores. That would be amazing. Let's see some distribution, man. Yeah, we're going to try. Yeah, very cool, Paul. I, a little footnote for me: I I got lucky enough to try my first Black Hat beer on my wedding night, so it was really it was a big night for me. Nice. It, was a, it was a big night for me. I got yep. the, the growler of the amber, wasn't it? I'll forever remember that night as trying my first Black Hat Brewing. The New England Amber. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was, New England Amber. We're, uh, we're definitely privileged uh, to have that go down. <laughs> <laughs> so just some notes. Uh, Black Hat Brew Works can be found at 25 Scotland Boulevard in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Uh, website, blackhatbrewworks.com. You must have a Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, what do you got going on there? All of it, all of it. All right, good. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, um, I think it all all moves to Twitter somehow in the magical world of social media. Yeah, nobody knows how that works. Yeah, just, It's like the cloud. Nobody gets it. Come down 95 <laughs> to 24, get off exit 15, and you're right there. Boom. Right? No, that's awesome. Guys, uh, hey, we, we definitely appreciate it. Um, really, really privileged to be uh, be the first guest on this. We're... Uh, we're pretty pumped for you guys. Paul, yeah. thank you very much for coming out. We're going to have to have you on the podcast, too, so we'll have yeah. to make a trip out. We'll, we'll take a tour of your brewery. Yeah. We'll sample your wares. Oh, yeah. You know, do some research. That's right. We'll do some, we'll do some quality control. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Let's sign up. Thank you, Paul. All right. You have a good night, Paul. Thanks. Guys, take it easy. Thank you very much. Thanks, Paul. Congrats. Thank you. That was uh, Paul from Black Hat Brew Works. Yeah, great guy. Dog Unbelievable. Guy. Dog I guy. cannot believe it. I can't catch a break. I mean, you gotta you gotta know what you're coming into here, Mo. Unbelievable. So uh, that again was Paul from Black Hat Brew Works. He uh, he's in Bridgewater, Mass. Mo, you've had a lot of their stuff. Uh, what have you What have you had? You had the New England Amber. Yeah, the Fortune Pale Ale. Uh, that's my go-to from them. Yeah. Um, he does a Belgian a Belgian d- double. And a Belgian triple, uh, tripel that are both phenomenal. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of cool, like he was talking about with the the coffee. Does a lot of cool, like stout variations. Like he'll throw some weird things in there. Um, I think he did one with peppers once, um, chocolate. You know, all the normal variants. But he he does some really cool things. Just some like, you know, stuff that you don't see every brewery brewing on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, saisons, things like that. So definitely a cool spot to check out. Um, got food trucks on the weekends. Um, check their website, check their Facebook page as far as that goes. Um, but really cool spot. They got a nice little outdoor patio uh, yeah. when the season's right, too. They grow a lot of their own hops. They have a little hop farm, like, off to the side of the brewery. Uh, just a really cool dude, great guy to do business with. Brings the kegs himself. 
In a minivan, you said. Yeah, right? yeah, self-delivery at this point, which is, you know, that's admirable, man. The guy wears a lot of hats, even though they're all black. Yeah, that is ironic. I just, I didn't get it. I didn't think it was that simple. <laughs> Paul, you pulled the wool over my eyes. And uh, geographically speaking, if you are coming from the South Coast or Rhode Island, great trip to combo up with a Trillium trip. Oh, yeah, it's if on the way. going up to Canton, you hit it on the way back. We're yep. always looking for ways to maximize the value on all of our brewery trips yep he's open wednesday through friday 4 to 8 30 uh saturday he does a 12 to 6 uh they are closed sunday monday and tuesday right now so you can find him four days out of the week uh pretty accessible uh, he does have some limits on some things depending on how much he brewed but it's basically take what you want uh growlers like he said he doesn't do uh doesn't do cans yet uh but that should be that should be in the works any day now yeah so um, that is that is all from Paul. Yeah, that's from what we got Black from Paul. Cat Brewing. Uh, thank you again to Paul. Upcoming guest in the future months, we hope to have Adam Askew on from Definitely. Rhode Island Beer Forum. Uh, he's a big advocate of a lot of things topical in beer. Uh, we hope to have, was it Jeff from Startline? Yeah, we definitely got to have the guys from Startline. We're supposed to have Ted. Yeah, um, that's, hopefully Ted can make it. Yeah, that would be great if we could have both of them. I'd like to meet uh, meet Ted, too. We can sit down. That'd yeah. be a cool um, cool interview. We've talked about this off the air um, during marathon time. Maybe yeah. not directly marathon, but leading up to it anyways to see what they got going on. Probably March is a good time That'd for them. That'd be a great I time, think I think. April's going to be way too busy for them. They're right at the start line of the Boston Marathon, which is really, really cool. Cool atmosphere. They're in a fully sustainable. They grow their own hops in the greenhouse. Really, really great story. That was um, an unex- – not, not to say unexpected, but that was definitely a gem. That was way – way cooler of a tour and of like a visit than i thought you know you they they literally treated us like we were like vips yeah and they're, they're and we weren't even on wbob of, yet they're super aware of, of what they are and, yeah. and who they are and it's very cool uh so we have the wackiest weirdest beer story coming up for you soon and we also have needle in a haystack mm. so you're gonna want to stick around because this anywhere. is a really really fun segment uh wbob 990 you listen to noob tap takeover WBOB 990. This is Noob Tap Takeover. We're back. World premiere, and it's time for the everyone's fan favorite weird beer stuff. This is going to be awesome. We got a great one for you. This is the wackiest, weirdest stuff from all over the beer world. We don't just keep it to New England here. Absolutely not. So let me set the stage for you, Mo. Let me take you out to a beautiful place called Canal Winchester, Ohio. Again. Wow. I've been there a couple times. Yeah. It's great a great trip. It's a great place. Great it's little home run. of uh, Brew Dogs Brewery. Wow. The USA location. Okay. Uh, just to be known. They brew a beer you might have heard of, Mo. It's called End of History. Mm, sounds interesting. It is a uh, a great beer. A lot of unique things about this beer. Love unique beer. Um, it is 55% ABV. That's one oh. unique thing. Okay. Yeah. It is a limited edition Belgian Blondale. I would expect it to be limited edition. That makes sense. Sold for $765 a bottle. Okay. A couple of, you know, a couple of strange things made back in 2010. Uh, not to mention it was served inside of a dead animal carcass. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> I thought you that. had already done the weird part. <laughs> yeah, so uh, only 12 bottles were made by Brew Dogs Brewery back in the day, and they would contain in a taxidermied body of a squirrel or a weasel? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't it be? 
Uh, so end of end of history has since sold out of the beer. Obviously, it was made back in 2010. But they do have some other outrageous beers. If you would, if you would indulge me. Yeah, I mean, go for it. It's your form. They have a beer called Tactical Nuclear Penguin, <laughs> which is a <laughs> great name. It's a it's a session. It's 32 percent. Oh, a session. Yeah, yeah a that's, low. that's a crusher. That's a summer crusher right there. I think. And they also have a beer called Sink the Bismarck. Which is a 41% IPA. So I guess that's their specialty I'm seeing. Yeah, you know, they, they specialize in the high percentage <laughs> stuff. Also, you know, squirrels and weasels. Okay. Uh, Mo, a couple questions for you. Yep, fire if away. If you would indulge me. I love it. Uh, would you ever pay $765 for a bottle? And keep in mind, Jess is probably listening. Yeah, if I wanted to get a divorce, I could spend $765 <laughs> on one beer. She would lose her mind. Are yeah, you serious? But let's say, okay, Treehouse comes out with 12 bottles. You're one of the first twelve people online. <laughs> Seven sixty-five, baby. I, it's, it's, I don't even have a job right now. How can I justify that? Well, you know, if all, all things being equal, so you have a job. All right, then you know what? I would do it. That a boy. But not if it meant divorce. You hear that, Jess? No, I added the the second part in there. I'm all good. Right. I'm covered. All right, you did hear that. And Mo, I have a second question. Okay. If you were to get a bottle of End of History, would you prefer a squirrel? Or a weasel. I, somehow I knew you were going to ask this question. And I was thinking, like, oh, which would I rather have? I would think a weasel. I mean, what is it? What is a weasel even? Uh, that's a good point. Geographically, where we are, you see squirrels are, everywhere. There's a bunch of squirrels. If I wanted to put beer in a squirrel, I could just do that myself. <laughs> I mean, that, I'd, I'd enjoy watching that. Uh, but yeah, the weasel got to be more valuable. Yeah, absolutely. I would. That's think. the rarer thing. I mean, I'm, I don't even think I've ever seen a weasel. And when you're putting it on the secondary trade market, a weasel bottle's got to fetch way more than the that squirrel. thing. Would, you could probably get a lot for that. Yeah. We should ask Pharaoh if he has any. <laughs> I, I will. He's. I he's, bet he has a squirrel. I would bet he has a squirrel <laughs> and probably an end of history bottle somewhere. Yeah. Uh, or he, he's in a razzle for one. Yeah, he definitely would. Uh, so, Mo, do you have anything weird for me? Oh, or are you my just, God. you just got a normal thing? Or? I'm, oh, yeah. No, this is kind of weird. I'm going to take you to a weird, weird thing. Okay. Uh, first of all, me. I'm going to take you to the beautiful, beautiful land of Mozambique. Love it. Love the shrimp. Love the chicken. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's great. Uh, in 2015... On January 11th, something kind of weird happened. I remember it. Uh, yeah, you remember that day vividly. Uh, 69 people died, and 200 were hospitalized after drinking contaminated beer at a funeral <laughs> only a few days before. According to local officials, all of the people affected had consumed the local beer called Pumba, okay. which they said was likely poisoned with crocodile bile. Whoa. Yeah, what? so, you know... Bile is the stomach fluid, correct? Yeah, apparently uh, crocodile got sick into something and it got into the beer somehow. Uh, there was an article later on uh, that said that this may not be true, pointed to a, a flowering plant uh, local to the area as the likely source of the poison. Okay. But either way, man, the they said they had muscle pains and diarrhea, so nothing like... You know, nothing that would indicate that you're dying. No, I mean, that's a regular night That's Yeah, I mean, that happens. Yeah. But um, samples were sent to to the city of Maputo for laboratory testing. Great labs there. Yeah, it was eventually determined that the deaths uh, were a result of bacterial contamination of the beer. Okay, yeah, three so, things you got to worry about, okay? Crocodile bile in crocodile your beer. Crocodile bile. Uh, plants that contain poison yep. in your beer. And also bacterial infection in your beer. Those are three well, big things. Well, you know when you openly ferment a beer, you know anything can get in there. Crocodile bile, <laughs> plants, 
dead bodies. Dead animal carcasses. I mean, you got to be careful with yeah. this stuff. There's a lot of things that contaminate a beer. I mean, how great is that, though? 69 people. I mean, I'm not making fun of it. I apologize to all the families out there. <laughs> In Mozambique. But, bam, you're already at a funeral. I mean, if you're going to die, that's the place to Yeah, do I think that was like kind of the ironic part of this is that they were at a funeral drinking a beer to basically to toast the dead. Yeah. And you're dead. That's easy cleanup. And then, you know, was it a whole cycle? Was, like, the next day, was there another funeral? Somebody else made a beer, and then, you know, 43 people dropped dead? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, That's is getting this, better. Is this, like, the fall of the, the city or country of Mozambique? Crocodile Bile IPA, brought to you by Treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. I'd stand in line for it. But that's weird beer stuff. Thank you, Mo, for that story. That is uh, the Massacre of Mozambique, which is Yeah, great. there you go. You can check that out on our Facebook page. We do have a Facebook fan page and a Facebook group if you want to talk about anything. N-E-W-B-D on Facebook. Just search it. It'll pop up. Yep. Uh, this next segment we have for you, really a segment that is a rite of passage from every beer drinker. We want to get you out there this weekend. Try something new. Try something good in a sea of bad beer, we want to find a good one for you. This is a segment we call Needle in a Haystack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, many of our podcast listeners know it as Shelfer of the Week, Shelfer with an E-R. Very specifically Shelfer, not Shelfie. Yeah. Shelfie is a picture of a person in front of a shelf. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is Needle in a Haystack. We Shelfer of the Week doesn't fit in a monthly show. Right. So we decided to name it Needle in a Haystack, where we send you to the liquor store. We pick out that one perfect bottle. Uh, for you to try this weekend. And Mo, do you want to lead us off or would you like me to start? I can definitely lead off. I yeah. can do this. Lead us off with your shelfer of the week or needle in a haystack as as we like to call it here. My needle in a haystack is a beer that you won't have to you won't have to jump through hoops to get a great local brewery, uh, Kent Falls out of Kent, Connecticut. You love them. I do love them. Huge fan. Um, my beer is a beer, it's a pale ale called maybe both it's seven percent uh pale lo- uh, pale ale hopped with a zaka and citra uh, you can find it at a lot of local liquor stores um definitely a great shelf beer to go to it's it's juicy um it's a little hazy but it, it's got a little more a um, little more body to it it's not so uh not so juice forward there's a lot of a lot of hop character in there that's not juicy so definitely a great well-balanced beer Azaka is so hot right now. Yeah, so hot. Um, and Citra, I mean, come on. My Needle in a Haystack is a beer that I've been really, uh, really hot on lately. Um, I actually have one here with me tonight, and I enjoyed them this weekend during the uh, wild card games. It is from Battle Road Brewing in Maynard, Mass. Um, Great brewery. They make a beer called Lexington IPA. It's a 6% ABV, 53 IBU IPA. Say that 10 times fast. Mm. Uh, it uses classic New England yeast strain with lots of Vienna malt, has Centennial, Azaka, Mosaic, and Citra hops, and it is dry hop with Citra and Centennial hops. Really great, mm. easy drinking beer. It's relatively cheap. Yep. comes in a six-pack of 12-ounce cans, which I like. Old-school plastic rings that you have to break off so mm-hmm. you don't kill the seagulls or the yep. turtles, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely buy with confidence either of those beers. You yeah. will not uh, you will not be disappointed, really, from any offering by those two breweries. Yeah, you can check it out. Um, hopefully, you can find that locally to yourself, or you might have to visit a bigger uh, bottle shop. But, yeah. Mo, this has been a fantastic show. I want yeah, to thank you for coming out. It's over. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Again, we said N-E-W-B-D. Uh, just search it in your search bar. We do have a fan page. We have a Facebook group that we want you to check it out. 
Um, Moses Malone on untapped. Yep, Treehouse Benny on untapped. You can email us. I have bostonbeerbenny at gmail.com. What's your new email? Moses Malone, N-E-W-B-D, no. at gmail.com. That's, you know, that's easy to say. It's, it's a easy mouthful, to spell. I guess, but... Thank you again to Paul from Black Hat Brew Works. We really appreciate you coming on. What a great show. You did a great job. And um, we are signing off. Noob Tap Takeover WBOB 990. We'll see you in the future.